What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. All right, guys, it was a big weekend in sports. Let's start off with the Knicks. They picked up a much-needed victory in Los Angeles yesterday over the Clippers, 106-100. to It was a really needed victory for the Knicks as they try to stay at the number four spot in the Eastern Conference, trying to stay away from the playing tournament. Yesterday, Derrick Rose was virtually hitting every single shot that he was taking in the first half. He won 11 for 17 for the game and 25 points on the game. One of his better better performances of the season. He's really had a crazy comeback story this year, reuniting with Tom Thibodeau in a new city. And they've honestly been... A great duo over the years. Obviously, Derrick Rose won Rookie of the Year and MVP very early on in his career as a rookie. And Tom Thibodeau was his coach on the Bulls. And I I have never seen a player like Derrick Rose back in the day. Like, he was one of the most dynamic scorers that I've ever seen. Like, he was one of the best players. And then, honestly, the injuries almost ruined his career. And then he had to fight back, and he was able to. And he made the best of every situation that he's been given. And now he's found a home in New York, and hopefully he could be here for a while. So, yesterday, Julius Randle didn't have the best shooting performance in 38 minutes. He only had 14 points, 7 for 19 from the field. It wasn't just him, though. All the Knicks were cold yesterday from the field. Alfred Payton won for five. Only two points yesterday. Off game for him. New Orleans Noel, five points. Reggie Bullock, solid game, 24 points in 46 minutes. He's been huge for the Knicks this season, really contributing on a nightly basis. Obi Toppin knocked down a three yesterday, kind of showing his skill set a little bit. He had seven points off of the bench. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, 29 points in 36 minutes, four rebounds, three assists. Paul George, 18 points in 41 minutes, eight rebounds, four assists. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Knicks. They move on. They're 38-30 and on the season. And like I said, they have a little bit of breathing room right now in the Eastern Conference. Three-game lead on the Boston Celtics, who are in the playing tournament as of right now in the seventh spot. So last night... Lonzo and LaMelo Ball were playing each other on Mother's Day. I'm sure their mom, Tina, was going crazy the whole entire game, and the game actually ended with them, like, launching themselves at each other and diving on the floor for the ball. So, yeah, that must have been a crazy game for LeVar and his wife to watch on Mother's Day, but that was pretty crazy that that's how the schedule played out. So the Pelicans picked up a two-point victory over the Hornets, They're trying to stay in contention right now, too. 
So that was a big game last night. Obviously, Lumelo Ball coming back from his injury a couple games ago. He had 12 points last night. Oh, my bad. That was Lonzo. Lonzo had 12 points. Lamelo had 22 points. I just see L Ball on the statue. My bad. Terry Rozier, 43 points last night in 42 minutes. Scary Terry, man. He's really become one of the elite shooters in this game. Seven for 11 from three-point range. 16 for 26 from the field in general. Five rebounds. I remember watching him a couple years ago when I was in college going to a Boston Celtics game in the playoffs, and Terry Rozier was lighting it up from downtown, him and Jalen Brown. But, you know, he had to move on from the Celtics, and he found a new home in Charlotte, and they have a good young team, and they're making a little run this season, so. Right now, the Hornets are in the eighth seed. They're in the playing tournament. And, yeah, they have a chance at making the playoffs. So, good for them. All right, moving on. It was a big fight weekend. In Texas, Canelo Alvarez facing Billy Joe Saunders to unify the middleweight division. And Canelo beat him in the eighth round of the fight. He was really piecing him up, and it turns out that he broke his face in multiple places. Broke his orbital orbital bone like in his cheek and shit, and his eye was basically closing up, and his trainer had to call the fight for him to save Billy Joe from getting any more damage to him. And I I honestly saw it and thought that he would have gotten very, very hurt if he went back and fought him again. I feel like he would have gotten knocked out and it was a TKO victory and it ended after the eighth round and Canelo basically just pieced him up the whole entire fight. He was able to avoid him and he used his uppercuts and body shots to his advantage and he was really hurting him and was able to come out on top in front of one of the biggest crowds in boxing history, especially in America. So that was an insane fight. And now he called out Caleb Plant, who is one of the top American fighters. And... He's the IBF champion right now. And that might be Canelo's next fight. In his post-fight press conference, Boo Boo Andrade, he is the WBO champion, I believe. And he's been trying to fight Canelo for years in multiple weight classes. And he wants the fight. And... 
I feel like a lot of people want to see the fight, but Canelo was playing it off and they went back and forth. But you got to respect him for trying to finally get the biggest fight possible. He's undefeated too, so he's no slouch. And Canelo was just insulting him, and they were going back and forth. And I feel like that one should definitely happen at some point. I feel like Canelo is ducking Andrade. And they should definitely fight. I feel like the fans definitely want to see something like that. But I feel like Canelo is definitely scared a little bit. He's definitely a way smaller guy than Boo Boo. He's a pretty big dude, and I feel like he would piece him up. And honestly, you got to respect Canelo because, like, he fought a bigger opponent in Callum Smith before the fight with Billy Joe Saunders, and Canelo's not the biggest guy. He's pretty short, but he has the fucking heart of a warrior. And you got to respect someone that, goes into battle and knows that he's the best in the world. And he was pumping himself up in the middle of the fight, putting his arms up in the air when he knew that he had Billy Joe Saunders hurt. And yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know, I was rooting for Canelo. I'm a big Canelo fan and he is one of the best pound pound fighters in the world. And that goes without needing me to say that. I think everybody knows that at this point. He's definitely one of the best fighters in the history of boxing, a four division weight champion. Like he's one of four different weight divisions. And he just unified the middleweight division at one sixty eight. And yeah, sky's the limit for Canelo and now he's putting on his own promotions with matchroom boxing and he's able to put on these huge events in the biggest stadium that he possibly could have at the Cowboys Stadium, AT&T in Dallas. Over 70,000 people in America. It looked insane. It honestly looked insane. Congrats to Canelo. Looking forward to his next fight. We had a solid UFC card, even though some fights got pulled late. The Angela Hill fight didn't end up happening because of COVID. Just looking forward to that, but didn't get to see that fight. Um, on the main card, we had the main event of Marina Rodriguez against Michelle Waterson. That was the main event. Marina Rodriguez won be a unanimous decision. They won 25 minutes. And yeah, she's impressive and she could definitely be fighting someone like Joanna Jurjacek next after she fights her next fight. And that was a good main event for the women's flyweight division. In the co-main event, we had Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Returning once again for his 37th fight in the UFC. And he faced Alex Morano. And he stepped in very late to take this fight. And he pieced up 
Cowboy. And I was not happy about it. Cowboy Cerrone's been one of my favorite fighters for a really long time. Like, he's been around forever. And, yeah, just the way he carries himself. He's a badass guy. Like, he lives on a ranch in New Mexico. Like, he's legit a cowboy. Like, he's a fucking badass dude. And he doesn't take any shit. So, seeing him get pieced up like that was not happy with that. I was hoping that he was going to show us something that we hadn't seen before. And hopefully, he doesn't get cut. I mean, Dana definitely has some loyalty towards him. Obviously, he's been around forever and doesn't have the best record. 36 and 16 on his career. Like, he's been through some wars, man. And after the Conor McGregor fight, like, kind of went a little bit downhill for him. But hopefully he's able to get another fight in the UFC or go to Bellator or whatever. He wasn't really happy after he lost either. He expressed it on social media. Sucks to see that. He's one of the legends of the sport. He's been around for so many years. And, yeah. Neil Magny faced Jeff Neal. It was the Battle of the Neals. Just kidding. But, you know, Neil Magny... He won via unanimous decision. He was able to take down Jeff Neal and piece him up a little bit. So he got the judges to favor him in the end. Jeff Neal, he showed out a little bit with his striking ability. He's a pretty explosive dude and just wasn't able to get it done. Didn't get knocked out, so he'll still be a top guy. He's ranked, so. He'll get a good fight next. Neil Magny's hopefully going to fight Hamza in his return fight. That would be a big fight. They were going back and forth on Twitter with each other after Magny's fight this past weekend. So if Hamza wants to fight Neil Magny, that fight was supposed to happen at one point. So let's see if that actually does happen. And then a very exciting fight between a guy who trains on Long Island, Gregor Gillespie. He's 14-1 and in the lightweight division. And he beat Diego Ferreira in the second round via KO, TKO. And, yeah, he's an impressive lightweight, and he, he reps uh, Long Island, so... It's another Long Island fighter added to the list, and hopefully he could be a future contender in the division. Very exciting fighter. And then an insane fight between Phil Hawes and Kyle Dawkins. Hawes got the win, the unanimous decision, 30-26, 30, 30-26, 30, like, he kind of pieced him up a little bit, like, he was taking control of the fight, but didn't get a finish, and went to the cards, and he got the win there. And one of the crazier fights of the night was the first fight of the night, actually. 
and it was Harris against Aguilera, and he won via an anaconda choke, so that's one of the crazier submissions. It's only happened a handful of times in the UFC, and yeah, it's definitely something. You get wrapped up with the legs and arms, and you can't breathe at the end of it, and you feel like you're being squeezed like by a snake. Anaconda choke. (laughs) Makes sense. So that was that for UFC. This weekend is UFC 262, headlined by Michael Chandler, taking on Charles Oliveira for the vacant lightweight championship. This is going to be a fight you do not want to miss. Michael Chandler making his second appearance inside the UFC octagon after coming over from Bellator, where he had an impressive career. And he was known for being the top guy in Bellator for a long time, multiple-time world champion in the lightweight division over there. And now he's going to show what he's made of. Iron Mike Chandler. I'm rooting for you to win the freaking title and be an inspiration for all those who have had doubts against them. Yeah, I don't think anybody could take out Michael Chandler. He's one of the most impressive guys. When it was announced that he was going to make the leap from Bellator to UFC, I was very excited because I only had heard about Michael Chandler. I've heard the name. Never really watched Bellator too much until this year. And, yeah, he was one of the top guys there. I've watched a lot of his fights back in Bellator since becoming a fan of his. And he's one of the more impressive wrestlers. He has great striking, and he has knockout power. He's a knockout artist. And I think he's going to take the belt home and get the job done. In the co-main event, we got a great fight between Tony Ferguson and Benil Dariush. This is going to be a great fight. Two great fighters. Dariush has great striking, and he's very versatile. And Tony Ferguson's a very unorthodox fighter. He does a lot of crazy movements. And, yeah, he's one of the greats of the sport, so looking forward to that fight. Uh... Tony Ferguson, I hope he gets the victory. I'm a fan of Benil Dariush, though. I use him all the time in the video game. <laughs> he gets me a lot of wins online. No lie. <laughs> uh, then Jack Hermanson taking on Edmund Shabazian in a middleweight bout. Jack Hermanson, very impressive fighter. Edmund Shabazian, very highly touted also. That's going to be a great one. Then Caitlin Chukagan taking on Viviani Arujo. It's going to be a great fight in the women's flyweight division. And then we got Shane Burgos taking on Edson Barbosa. This is going to be a great fight in the featherweight division to start off the main card. Barbosa is one of the better strikers we've seen and he's very intelligent inside of the octagon so that's going to be a great fight and then it's the return of Jacare Souza his first fight since losing to Kevin Holland 
He's facing Andre Muniz. And then we got Rogerio Bontarine returning to the octagon against Matt Schnell. That's going to be a good fight in the bantamweight division. And, yeah. Valentina Shevchenko's sister, Antonina Shevchenko, she's fighting. And, yeah, there's some other fights, too, and that's pretty much it. Today, they're releasing the Supreme box logo with The Last Supper in it as the store in Milan, Italy opens. They always do a box logo for the store openings, and... Yet, it was not released online initially, and it was only supposed to be an in-store exclusive. Obviously, that pissed off a lot of Supreme fans around the world, but, you know. Hopefully, it releases at 11 o'clock today, and that's all that we could really hope for at the end of the day. We just want a fair share of the drop, and... If it doesn't drop online, then that's pretty much it. But hopefully at 11 o'clock today, it does drop and we'll report back on a later episode if I am successful. But that's pretty much it, guys. Hope you have a good day. It's starting to really feel like spring. (laughs) And I'll catch you guys later this week. Peace out.